From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode two hundred and sixteen. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Harry's, and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello, Michael Hurley. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? Good, good. And uh, I'm not the only one you are joined by today. Is that correct? Wait, what? Huh? Is there someone listening in? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, hello. Hey, Anna's here, everyone. Yay, our favorite guest. Sorry, all of your other guests. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're going to start a fight right out the gate. How's it going, Anna? Good, good. I feel like I should interject my own theme music here. I know, right? So you're, you're like a <laughs> you're a professional podcasters now too. It's amazing. Uh, I wouldn't say. Well, I guess almost almost kind of a little professional. <laughs> <laughs> half pro. That's what uh, Jeff and I like to call it. We're half pros. Semi uh, semi pro. Yes. Yeah. So um, we wanted to have Anna on this week to talk about the DC Pen Show because Anna and I are getting ready to meet up. On Thursday, work for Van S. Pens all weekend. So, uh, Mike, are you going to be there? No crying. There's no crying in pen shows. Well, okay, a little bit of crying. <laughs> Mike and I did get a, a sneak preview um, when we logged onto the call with Anna this morning. So we're going to leave that. Uh, we're going to leave that um, for everyone who comes to visit us at the pen show, right, Anna? Yep. <laughs> you, let's just say you won't miss me. You will not miss Anna. Uh, this week. So if you're looking for me, just look for Anna and it'll all be good. <laughs> so but before we get to that, we get, we actually have a ton of topics to cover. But the first thing I want to cover is we have not ha- had you on, Anna, bef- since you started your wonderful podcast called the Art Supply Posse. So I wanted to talk about that for a minute. That's good by you. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't, I, when you uh, mentioned that in the notes, I was like, I couldn't believe that I hadn't been on since the show started. I was really surprised. I know. Yeah. So it was, I guess it was probably before Atlanta, we had you on last. Uh, it yeah. just seems, seems to go by so fast. And then since Atlanta, like you were talking about, you and I had talked about, you know, you were really getting the bug to kind of, kind of do your own thing. And then shortly thereafter, it like really ramped up. And uh, so tell everyone about uh, Art Supply Posse and how it got started. Well, um, Art Supplies Posse really got started um, because at some point Heather um, put out a tweet um, that said, okay, there's a podcast about pens and there's a podcast about pencils. How come there isn't a a podcast about art supplies? And um, that basically led to she and I being like, well, there isn't, so we should make one. (laughs) And that's sort of how that came about. Um, It took a little bit of prodding and I think... um, Mike, you can totally understand. Um, Heather really kind of had to talk me into it a little bit. Um, and <laughs> so she she convinced me to do it. And then I just kind of jumped in with both feet. And here we are. Um, we just recorded our ninth episode yesterday. Wow. So, yeah. You know, at first we were like, okay, we'll do it every two weeks. And then once we started doing it, we're like, nope, every week. Here we go. Let's just do this. <laughs> So we skipped one week um, right around the 4th of July because there was some traveling and stuff. So, But yeah, we're just moving along and um, things have been picking up really well. And it, we really appreciate you guys have mentioned us and Erasable has and Art Snacks has been a big supporter for us. And it's just, it's kind of been a whirlwind. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I like wrecked my brain. Like I can't think of anyone better in our community to do an art supply pot podcast than you and um oh, and you and you. your and heather's uh 
chemistry works really well because y'all cover, you know, different things, uh, but you kind of uh, cover it all, you know, at the same time and you each have uh, different things that you're like super into. And I don't know, it's just working really, really well so far. So if you don't subscribe to Art Supply Posse, you need to. So it's uh, it's fantastic. And uh, it's um, it, it's just, it's wonderful. Every time it uh, pops up on my feed, I really, really enjoy it. Thanks. So are you, you've, have you you kind of settled into that routine now? I know it's 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 even nerve wracking for me even doing you know coming on to this podcast, but you know I'm settled into it you know a long time ago. Like it doesn't freak me out anymore. Do you still get freaked out knowing that it's like this is your deal? You're not guesting on on another podcast. Like this is your thing. There are there are days, yeah, there are days <laughs> where it's like oh okay wait yeah this I gotta I gotta get my my act together and then pull this together today and. Wow, seven days rolls around really fast. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. I get me and Mike talk about that all the time. It's like I, I feel like we record today, and then I just kind of let it go for a few days, and then the next thing you know, it's Tuesday, and I haven't started the show notes for Wednesday's show. Yeah. So and we're really excited about getting um, you know more interviews um, pulled together, and that's super for me, super nerve wracking, just to make sure yeah. that. Um, you know, getting those organized and making other making other people sound good and making it interesting. And so we did our first interview with my friend Maura Cluthy, which was um, super awesome. And she made it easy for me. So I'm hoping that I can make it easy for other people. So Great. Right. So anything you want to tease coming up? Anything you got planned? Anything you can share with us? Um, well, we're getting some interviews lined up and there's a couple people who have, um, agreed to do interviews. I'm just not sure when they'll come up, but I'm hoping that I might, um, maybe get time with Joey Feldman soon. I'll he's yell agreed, at him. Um, he's agreed to do it and I know I'll be running into him in San Francisco. So if I can't get the interview in San Francisco, hopefully I can nail down a date with him then. Nice. Um, so, and there's a few other people that have agreed um, just we haven't picked out times. And um, there's a lot of people right here in Kansas City because this is such a creative community. So I have a lot of people who've agreed to do it and we just have to set up times. Very there's cool. so many artists here. Um, uh, there's an uh, like an impressionist painter who does um, uh, on Fridays, she hides paintings all over town. She'll like hide a painting and then post on Facebook where she put it. And then people can go and get it. She would just uh, it. It's like she does free painting Friday. And so I would like to do an interview with her. It's just like a little like four by four little impressionist painting of like a still life. But just, I mean, like really cool, interesting projects like that. So I think there'll be some really cool things to talk about in the future. Yeah, that's much so. better than Pokemon Go. That, hey. that yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> Anna, how have you found the production side of uh, creating the podcast? I mean, because previously, you know, uh, uh, being on this show, maybe being on some other shows, you, you kind of show up as a guest and you record yourself and then you will kind of give the audio over to the person who puts the show together. But now I guess you're more responsible for doing that. And I wondered how you found that process. Um, I definitely listen to podcasts differently now. Um, I listen to <laughs> Yeah, it kind of ruins them just a little bit. Um, well, yeah, you definitely start to think about how the sausage is made. Yep. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's very interesting, um, just figuring out pacing and figuring out how to make things feel, um, like that they flow better. Um, 
just practice, you know, practicing a lot of that. And I was joking um, with somebody that I tend to listen to podcasts um, on Overcast with them sped up just a little bit because I listen to so many. Um, I tend to listen to them a little bit faster than mm-hmm. they are actually recorded. And so when I first started recording, I tried to talk really fast because that's how I heard them. <laughs> and then I realized that's not actually how people speak. So I, so I realized like, okay, go back, speak normally, let people speed them up as they need to. Yeah, because so if you're talking fast, people that speed them up, they're going to be, they're going to be in a world of trouble. Well, and not just that, but then I stumbled over my words and I had problems yeah. getting things out properly, and the pauses were weird. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like if you try mm-hmm. to talk too fast, you just trip over your own words and you sound like an idiot. So, how, how are you finding it to be different from the blog stuff? Well, the content is for me is very different um, because it's more focused on art supplies versus um, more office supplies and more, um, mm-hmm. you know, pens and inks. Um, so it's I've kind of been joking like the blog has gotten a little more art centric over the last couple of weeks um, just because they my paths have kind of interlaced a little yeah. bit. And um, I said, I, f- I feel kind of bad for people who come to Wellpointed Desk specifically looking for pen and ink reviews and they've gotten a lot of art supplies lately and i was like well i'm going to a pen show so i think it's gonna like it'll you know switch gears <laughs> balance and they'll be will be restored <laughs> balance will be restored you know so it's just but it, you know I, I think over the years it you know my blog has done that anyway it's done a little bit of shifting back and forth and i think hopefully that's part of what the appeal of well-appointed desk has been anyway is that my focus has always been a little bit more art centric where other people have been more writing centric so yeah, I, yeah, that's one of the big reasons why I enjoy your blog so much is because you do have that shift and then you can see like the the art perspective coming into even the, you know, some of the regular reviews just by the way you 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 do some of the writing samples and art samples and things like that, the way you draw and the way you letter and things like that. I, I shoot, I think it's perfect. You know, keep mixing it up like that. I think it's great. Good. Thank you. So, yeah. So where should Fun. people go to find out more about the show and subscribe immediately? Absolutely. Um, our, you can find it, us at artsupplyposse.com or you can go to iTunes and do a search for Art Supply Posse. Nailed it. Um, yep. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under Art Supply Posse. You really kind of cornered that name. It's good. Yes. You found yes. something that wasn't impossible to get a hold of. And it wasn't too long. Yeah, the big joke yeah. is well pointed desk. Wow, that was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we uh, take a break before we jump into some some interesting pen news of the week? Yes, yes, let's. All right, are you going Hype Man on this one? I seem to remember you promising to be <laughs> Hype Man. I don't think I'm ready for Hype Man at, on right. this episode. All right, got to build uh, up to I, that. I will work on that. I'll build up to it, yes. I need, just, to, I need to start drinking earlier if that's going to happen. No, you just get some caffeine in you. People are expecting <laughs> Hype Man. But uh, I'm going to do my best and, and tell everyone that Pen Chalet are back to sponsor this week's episode. The company that have all of your favorite brands. Monteverde, Caveco, Sailor, Pilot, Pelican, Lamy, so many more. Whatever you're looking for. 
Pen Chalet should be your first stop. They're an authorized dealer of all of your favorite brands. They have fast and reliable customer service, but it is their great deals and prices and their customer satisfaction that makes them worth visiting every single time. They have free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States. They sell internationally as well and have great shipping rates. And that satisfaction guarantee that I mentioned, Pen Chalet has their low prices on their high-quality stuff, and that satisfaction guarantee is 100%. Pen Chalet want you to be completely satisfied, and they will help you out if you're not. So you should go to penchalet.com. You want to click that special podcast link at the top of the website and use our code, our password, PENADDICT, for this week's special offer, and also to get the code that you will need to save 10% on anything at Pen Chalet. Again, we, well, I'm going to tell you about our offer in a moment, but you can go to Pen Chalet for any of your pen needs, and if you click that special podcast link and use the PENADDICT password, you will get the code to save 10% on anything you buy there. For this week's special offer, is the Kaveco Ice Sport in black. This is not a pen that I am uh, familiar with. It's kind of like a like a demonstrator, part demonstrator, and, and the black section is, is uh, opaque as well. Um, so I yeah, guess this... you could... Could you eyedropper something like this? Uh, I think pe- people eyedropper the, uh, the classics and the sports, the plastic barrel ones. Um, but this is a new release. That's why you haven't seen this there one you go. before. Um, they added a couple colors into the ice sport. I, this is an inexpensive pen to begin with that I recommend all the time. And I know Anna's a fan, um, of this, this barrel size and shape and quality as well. And I never see it go on sale. That's like a steal 17, $17 after all the coupons and everything. Um, yeah, I yeah. rarely see it lower than about $24. Yeah, yep. I was going to say about 24 is pretty consistent. So, you know, even though it's, it's you know, the percentage off it is great. Uh, 30% off of this pen is just for something you never see. That's uh, that's quite a deal, um, especially for such a good pocket pen, a quality writing pen. And it just it just flat out looks cool. So Brad so, spoiled my uh, my ability to reveal the price, which I enjoy so much. Oh, sorry. So he stole that from me this week. <laughs> you, you, well, if you do it much better because you like read all the details. I just go straight to the uh, straight to the candy, and you start with the packaging. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do it my way. So you can get thirty percent of the Caveco I sport in black. Plus, when you add the ten percent code to the great savings that Pen Chalet will give, it takes this pen from twenty seven dollars to just seventeen dollars. And a penny. It's a new color, as Brad said, and uh, there is a limited amount available. Runners told me. So if you're interested in picking up one of these brand new Caveco Ice Sports, head on over to penchalet.com right now and order immediately. Thank you so much to Penchalet for supporting this show and Relay FM. All right, so we got a slew of news uh-huh. this week. Um, Two, two really main ones and, and then a few uh, little tidbits we're going to throw in there. And we're going to start off with not the one that everyone wants to hear about, but it's the one I want to talk <laughs> But I want to talk about the most. This is the one that's actually more important. And it's um, the news that Omos got bought this week, which is super interesting because I forget who I was just talking to in the past week or two, talking about Omos and not knowing what was going to happen. And it was kind of disappointing because they make such wonderful pins. And it was a pin brand that I would just gotten into, you know, right before, you know, within the year before them going out of business. And the news came out that the group that owned that revitalized the wall, Eversharp brand is the buyer. 
And that's important, I think, because within the pen community, that's a very well-respected group, right? Like you wonder about these people who buy old pen companies, <coughs> Esterbrook, and try to do things that don't really line up with the core values uh-huh. of what the brand was at one point in time. While Eversharp has proven through their revitalization of the brand that they can make a high quality pen that is wonderful looking, wonderful performing and true to the history of the brand. So you hope that the same thing is going to happen here with Omos. So there's still details to be forthcoming, but it's the way the original post was worded. It says that they bought basically all the stock, all the materials, all of that, so they're going to be selling some of the old stock pens that they acquired. They have a bunch of the materials that they're going to continue to use to make products. So I'm assuming by reading this that they have the whole kit and caboodle, including the name and the rights. Like yeah. they're going to now, like they have Wall Eversharp. Hopefully they're going to be Omos now too. Like it's going to continue on, but that's kind of to be determined. They're still, they just announced this a few days ago and it, it's still, you know, working through the thing. I'm sure that it'll be kind of the talk of the pen show in DC because they're going to be there. Uh, a gentleman named Sid uh, Saperstein, who's one of the owners of Wall Ever Sharp. Um, he's a really nice guy. I met him at last year's DC pen show. He was showing off the Deco Band, which is a really huge, massive pen. Um, that's really, really beautiful and really well done. And our friend Matt at Pen Habit reviewed that pen. We'll put that in the in the show notes. So I don't know. I thought this was very interesting. This is one of those things where it feels right. You know, just being in the community and reading about the companies involved and things changing hands. This is a very, this one gives me a very comfortable feeling, right? As opposed to like what some other brands have done, Astrobrook and things like that. So... It's 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 a very positive thing, I think, so far. Um, still, like I said, a lot to be determined. But if this happens and Omos can continue in a reasonable format that does justice to the brand as it existed previously, this is going to be a huge win for everybody. I definitely got the impression that they had the rights to the name to continue. Just okay. from reading that post, I mean, yep. it doesn't say explicitly and i've just checked it again but uh it it kind of feels like they're saying oh we're going to continue to make them and unless they're going to continue to make new pens out of those materials but that feels like a bad business move if that's what they did right like buying up the old stock buying up materials and giving them a new name i feel like that would not be a great investment um there to be honest and unless you were just buying the stock to sell it off which they are doing and then kind of call it quits but it doesn't feel like that because the whole post is focused around bringing the brand back to life. Right. Um, and I think you wouldn't be doing that if all you're doing is kind of just fire sailing the stock away. Right, right. It's just that, like I, like you, I read it a couple of times too, and it never... It doesn't explicitly say it. Explicitly. But, but that could be a legal thing because it might not be finished yet. Right. The feeling is that it's it's going to continue as Omos, just like Wallover Sharp did. So Yeah. And that's great. I mean, I know that Omos means uh, a lot to people. Uh, you know, at Atlanta, I saw people spending ridiculous amounts of money um, on vintage Omos pens and stuff like yep. that. And I know how important this brand is. So they're, they're 
some stuff that they do really nice, um, but they have some design details that are not to my liking. Which I, sure, I really sure. hope that the wall ever shot people change, like the the, the <laughs> kind of the little logo banding thing that they do around some of the pens. Mm-hmm. But I'm always happy as a you when I see um, a good company do something like this, and you know it's one of the lovely fuzzy feelings that we get as being in this pen community is seeing stuff like this happen where there is somebody who who loves this brand so much that they don't want to see it die so they're going to take a, a risk on it and hope that the community will rally together and, and and you know what i bet there'll be a lot of people in the same way that there were uh, when knock launched who will buy the stuff just to support the company which then helps them kind of get their foot in so they can expand Anna, have you ever uh Owned an Omos or reviewed an Omos? I, I don't recall. I have not. Um, yeah. One of my questions is, um, just reading through the article, whether or not um, some of what they'll do as they move forward is to sort of reduce the overall line. Because what I what I see with a lot of these brands is that they had such massive like array of products that maybe... You know, because they were saying that there was like a t- $10 million loss was part of right. what shut omas down is that maybe they need to as they start to redevelop the brand introduce only a couple models of a pen at a time you know what happens is i think they get you know 30 different pen models in four or five different colors you know they i think they exceed what the market can handle especially on in some of these higher price points you know, and, I, and I'm seeing where other companies do three or four models and they only do two colors, three colors, you know, and they release them slowly to to build sort of market share and, and interest and only maybe only have them available for a limited amount of time so that there's a genuine interest and then be like, that's it. The, the blue one is only available for 2016 or 2017, you know, so that they're not keeping a massive inventory and they're not sitting on the market let the secondary market have you know have those things for for a longer term i think that's kind of the path that the new wall ever sharp group has gone like last year their main release was the deco band and they were pre-selling it at dc last year and i can't i think it was maybe in two colors maybe three um and then they have the skyline so they don't like go super super deep like you're saying um, which I, I agree, especially when you're you're taking on this risk too. You know that's uh, it seems to be like the the right path to take, and uh, I, I kind of hope I see that as well. So it's good news. We'll probably um, you know I'll, I'll we'll check them out. They're going to bring they have some of the stock. They're going to bring some of it to uh, to DC. I'm sure, it'll be snapped up quickly if it's some of the uh, some of the popular models like the Arco celluloid pens that uh, that did so well um, in the past year or two. So. Uh, It'll be see. It'll be something uh, fun to watch because I like this pen. I like this brand. Um, it, I was late to get into it because it's actually a pretty, you know, it's a premium, premium brand. Um, but they play really well, like in that four hundred to eight hundred dollar range. Like what they offer is some of the best um, comparatively in the market. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely be keeping my eyes on this. So on, on practically the opposite end of the spectrum, we got a little tweet this week. Um, Mike and I did saying that the bullet journal 
Um, it just hit an anniversary. I think it's three year anniversary. So Ryder wrote a post called the bullet journal backstory and Mike and I got a mention in it. And I thought that was kind of cool. It's like, I haven't really heard from Ryder since the last time we interviewed him. And I've mentioned several times on this show, how the bullet journal seems to take, have taken this weird life of its own thing. And I feel like it's like, you know, is Ryder even really involved anymore? It's like become this whole thing now. But um, it was nice to see him, you know, his his byline on this article. And uh, you and I, uh, you know, he wrote some very positive things about, uh, you know, the help we gave him back in the day. So I thought that was pretty cool. What do you think about that, Mike? It was really nice, actually, because, I mean, you know, for, for us, uh, Ryder was a, a guest that we wanted to have on to talk about an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um and then next, it was kind of like a you know it started to take off, and the Kickstarter was was coming, and it was going to be really exciting. And you know, even from our perspective, then it was like great having him back would be good for us, maybe to get some new people come to the show, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was just really nice for me, at least, to read this and and him acknowledge that we helped out because at the time it didn't really feel like that we would that that we did that right like we always felt that sure. i guess we had him on because he was already riding a big wave you mm-hmm. know and and that we were excited to talk to him because of that and so it just surprised me to see that he he called us out so explicitly in that post and also to think that we kind of turned him on to Lloyd's term which ended up <laughs> kind of, you know and and thinking about all of that and it's like that's that's a really nice thing, and, and I'm so happy to see this because, you know, we've been doing this show for so long now that we have seen people come from from not doing anything to having a thing to becoming big successes. Like, we've seen that a lot, right? Right. You know, like a lot of pen companies, a lot of bloggers, a, a lot of artists, like we've seen these people kind of appear on the scene. We talk about them, maybe we interview them, and then we see them take off, and not because of us, just because they're on that sure. trajectory anyway. Um, so it's just really nice to see that that mentioned by Ryder. And if you're listening, Ryder, thank you. And massive congratulations to everything that you've done. And uh, we'll have to have you back on the show at some point in the future yeah. to talk about it all. Because I would really like to know from Ryder now um, how he feels about the fact that kind of he's out, kind of out of control of the bullet journal. <laughs> like, he still owns it and operates it. And I'm sure it's a great business for him. But it's bigger than him now, as you said. Um, yes. and, and I'd be interested to see what he thinks about that. Yes, I'll be reaching out to him. Um, I'm probably not going to do any more guests in August just because it's kind of a crazy month for us. Mm-hmm. But uh, starting in September, we're going to do um, – I'll be reaching out to a lot of people. And I'm going to be doing um, something that the listeners asked for is to bring on just the um, regular listeners of the show. I've already got a few uh, in that I'm talking with. So we'll get uh, have some fun stuff coming up uh, like in September, but probably not before then because we're going to be pretty sideways on this whole thing. You bet. So what do you think about this whole, have you followed any of like the Bujo hashtags Anna, on, um, on Instagram? I know, I think back in Atlanta, you were participating in one of the, one of like the monthly hashtags that kind of comes out and, and people follow. Is that correct? Or am I missed it? Am I getting my wires crossed? Uh, yeah, I was doing the, um, uh, the lettering project that, um, right. that, oh gosh, I'm totally blanking on what the, the name of the project is called. Um, I will look it up. Rock but, Your Handwriting? Uh, was it that one? Yeah, the Rock Your Handwriting project. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that all came out of the um, bullet journaling projects. And uh, no, it's fascinating to see just how large the bullet journaling has become. And there are so many 
pockets of people who are taking it and doing different things. And if you go on YouTube um, or Instagram or anything, how many different communities have ta- have taken it and sort of gone their own way with it. Um, and I'm sure at a certain point, you know, I mean, even writer probably doesn't know all of the places it's popped up <laughs> because it's, I mean, it really has. It's um, it's grown so organically as people have found uses for it, um, you know, from, you know, uh, different, I mean, just so many different communities. I can't even, like, begin to put my oh, finger yeah. on, like, how many different pockets of people from, you know, the professional, uh, you know, business professionals to stay-at-home moms to, you know, I mean, like, different kinds of people who are do- using it for projects and, and crafting and I mean, it's just, I can't even begin to imagine like all the different categories and ways that people are using it for uh, school studies and work. And I mean, it's just, and all of those little sub communities have, you know, boards online or subreddit groups that are using it or finding ways to use it. I mean, even within my, you know, little communities on Ravelry, different people will have sub boards where they're using bullet journaling for different things. So, I mean, places you wouldn't expect to find it. So, and every once yeah. in a while I'll get, I'll get ear burned on Ravelry about somebody <laughs> using it and they've <laughs> tracked me down or, you know, <laughs> so it just is amusing. Yeah. And I think that was the, that was the unknown secret sauce when, when writer created it, that it's so functional for so many people. Like you don't know that at the time, but it's, it's just really customizable to, to your needs. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So we will, uh, we will, I will effort that interview, uh, here in the fall as we, uh, as we go through. So, all right, Mike, we got some field notes action this week. Some, uh, some interesting things happened. Two products Uh kind of appeared out of thin air. Well, one you expected, but one, uh, you didn't. So why don't you, uh, why don't you tell me what's going on here? So a few days ago I saw, uh, Ginny, from uh, Three Staples link to the new Nixon field notes. Mm-hmm. So they did one of these before, which I have, where there was a three-pack and one of them felt a bit like um, uh, like uh, tape from a skateboard, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a sandpapery type feeling. R- well, she, she mentioned it on Twitter and I ordered them. And previously they could only be bought from the U.S., but this time I was able to to order them and it said free shipping, 17 pounds. Like, this is very peculiar. There's no way they're letting this go through. <laughs> um, and I grabbed one and it arrived like a couple of days later. So they're shipping some of these from the EU now, it would seem as well. Interesting. And uh, so I have them and it's amazing. <laughs> Have you seen these? Like other than my Instagram photo? I someone shared a link just showing the cover banded and then I I went over to the um page and I ordered five packs of them. Are you be serious? <laughs> so five? this is so this is my this is my jam right here. Whoa. You know, I like I like the surfing style. I like the five. photographic <laughs> I like the photographic covers, like the America the Beautiful edition. This is one of the coolest editions. Uh, I've seen in a long time. I haven't bought any extra field notes in forever, so I I went uh, I went a little crazy on this one. I may or may not have bought a watch too <laughs> that should be here today. <laughs> but five though, five, <laughs> five, 
FOMO, baby. That's a lot. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. Yep. Wow. I kind of, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> so, like, everything, like, this is, like, everything I grew up, like, loving, and this is, like, aesthetic really appeals to me. And, um, yeah, I just kind of went stupid. So, if I was, you go big or go home, and uh, I went big on this order. So. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, uh, no problem detected, right? That's, uh, okay, so... You have any? Are they're coming any? today. They're coming I'm today. Sorry. All right. So let me let me talk about these. So maybe I can try and get over what you just said. So you said the <laughs> photo covers. They went three completely different kind of color styles, which I like. There's one that's black and white, one which is more orangey, and one which is more blue. And they're all surf focused. Um, they have some some kind of text on the back uh, about from Nixon. Uh, they're all. Photos taken by a guy called Jeff Devine or Devine, and it on also on the back it explains where the photos are taken, um, which is kind of nice. So I like all of that, and it talks a little bit about Nixon's heritage. And uh, inside, so this is what I liked. There is one grid, one plane, one lined. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah there it's a, a cool really set. really nice set. And I thought to myself, how lovely that these are. And I took my little photo of them, put them on Instagram, um, and I was very happy with them. But then, but then, <laughs> then, then the mailman morning, came again. <laughs> the mailman came this morning and he delivered something that I have been eagerly awaiting, which is my um, drapling pretty much everything book, the everything else kit. So this is a, a little add-on that you could buy directly from Draplin's site. Um, and it is, I'll put a link to, to Draplin's site in the show notes where if you scroll down the page, you will find uh, the everything else kit. And I'll, I'll put, it has a great little photo of that, which I'll, uh, I'll I'll put in the show notes as well, which kind of explains everything that you get in this. I wouldn't even know what to call it, really. It kind of calls it like an expanded thing, but it's effectively stickers and art prints bookmarks uh, a great certificate some badges so it's really great um the hand signed certificate of authenticity was beautiful i have set number 549 uh, the art prints are incredible like i would buy this for the art prints alone because now i have a small selection of draplin art prints so i'll be framing those and putting them in my new office when we move because they're just stunning and they're all focused on like the oranges and the greys that, that, that are kind of part of the book stickers i have a bunch of stickers now that are on my ipads from this sheet but the real crown here is the field notes that it comes with they are they're incredible they're absolutely incredible so i want to give some of the statistics of these field notes because there is one part of it which is very very interesting to me um the paper is a canvas cover made by a company called Nina Royal Sundance. Well, the paper is called Nina Royal Sundance Linen. Now, as I was feeling this, I was like, this reminds me of something, and I can't work out what it is. And then I remembered Ravenswing. These remind me of Ravenswing. So I went and looked at the website, and the Ravenswing covers are Nina Classic Linen. Mm. And... You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, Brad, but to your memory, did the Raven's Wing covers have a slight texture to them? I didn't think they did. Okay. I thought they were smoother. 
Okay, well, maybe that's the maybe I'm I'm going crazy with this then, but there is a real slight kind of texture to the to the front of the books, which I like a lot. Um, and anyway, they're all black. They have beautiful orange foil stamping of all the text on them. Uh, standard, standard issue, pretty much everything memo book, black canvas with orange foil. 5,000 um, books into three packs, and it's got a great little uh, paragraph at the back about the book and a lovely little special edition foil stamp that I like a lot. The paper inside is orange, which is crazy. <laughs> it's got a dotted grid, but it's this beautiful orange. I, th- I think looking-wise, this might be, I think, the best-looking like kind of simple field notes that I own. It's so striking. I don't know how usable it would be, <laughs> uh, with the bright orange paper but it's so striking and i think one of the reasons that i keep thinking about raven's wing is the black and orange it comes mm, with a great right. orange belly band uh, i have right. numbers 957 and 998 so honor are we as insane as we sound um not really because i'm sitting here <laughs> ordering those is field notes right now <laughs> Have either of you yeah. got the uh, the everything else expansion kit coming or or anything? Did you either of you two buy this? I did not no. get the expansion kit. Okay. No, I passed on it as well. Well, I'm very happy that I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks awesome. It looks mm. totally cool. But you know, my reasoning back then, which is you know just exactly why I bought so many the Nixon, is I will use the Nixon. I wouldn't use anything in this expansion kit. So I, I re- reappropriated those funds into something that I would use because I, I would just never use... This expansion kit would sit in a box for me. And, um, you know, I didn't feel that was a, a, a good use. As cool as it looks and as awesome as it is, um, you know, I, I will, like, I will... I spent the same amount of money or a little bit more on the Nixons, but yeah. I will use them. I, you know, I, I say I bought five of them and <laughs> you were a gas, but, like, I'll give, like, two or three of those three packs away, you know? That's why I buy extra things like that to give them away and do things like that, so... For me, the field notes were a addition to this. Like, I was more interested in the stickers and the art prints. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the idea of, put, of putting it in this, like, the book in a nice sleeve, because I really do love the book so much. Yes, so that's, that's pretty cool. cool. So, but yeah, I was going for the prints and the stickers, and the field notes were going to be like a nice addition. And I had no idea just how good they were going to look, especially because the picture has the field notes uh, logo in silver, although the actual books themselves, it's all printed in orange, which makes cool. it look more striking. So. Cool. Very nice. I had a great mail day today. I even got some other <laughs> little things, but I'm going to leave them for next week's episode. Yeah, um, our, our show notes are already taking a hit. Like, um, <laughs> we could record for two or three hours today. I think at the at the pace we're going, which is good. This is good stuff. I love talking about it. But let's talk about something else we love, Mike. That's Harry's. I've got some exciting news today about Harry's. So I'm sure that you've seen how big razor manufacturers always come out with new models, right? They have the new one that does this. They have the new one that does that. But with these new features, obviously, usually, you know, you're expected to see increased prices, right? New features, it's got more than your previous model. Maybe you pay a little bit more for it. Well, our friends at Harry's don't believe in this. They have made a bunch of exciting new improvements to their razors. And you know what I'm going to say next. They're keeping their prices exactly the same. Harry's five-blade razors now include a softer flex hinge for a more comfortable glide, a trimmer blade for to get those hard-to-reach places, a lubricating strip, and they also have a new textured razor handle for more control when your hands are wet and maybe soapy. Harry's believes so much in the quality of their new razors that they continue to guarantee that. 
They also give you a full refund if you're not happy. Harry's new razors offer an even higher quality shave at about half the price of big brand blades. Their blades are just $2 each. This is why, on average, an everyday shaver will save $150 each year on blades using Harry's. Now, Brad, I believe you got a, a little bit of a sneak peek at this uh, new Harry's set stuff. So what do you think? I didn't know it had that extra trimming blade until you just told me that, which is really cool. So I normally, <laughs> I normally bring like the pens and paper into, uh, the recording studio to that I'm, that I'm talking about. So today I brought, <laughs> I brought the two Harry's razors, the newer, newish, the newer model and the older model. And while you were talking, I picked it up and I was like, I'll be damned. <laughs> There's a trimming blade on the back of this. Yeah. So it's like a little blade. blade that sticks out of the back, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool, which I would, with, uh, being a bearded one as I am, that's actually really, really helpful. So I, I need to give that a whirl, but I did notice that, um, when I put it on, but the new handle's great. It's a slightly smaller handle than if you're, if you've used one of the, uh, molded, uh, plastic or, or rubber or matte handles that they've, they've made before. It's just a tick smaller all the way around. It's about the same weight, maybe a hair lighter, but, um, the, the grip sections are super, super nice. This is the one I'm using all the time now. I've used it for a couple of weeks now, I guess, and uh, it, it's been nothing but great. But now that I see that these new blades have the uh, the trimming blade, I'm even more excited. So that's very cool. What do you think about like the flex hinge and the lubricating strip and stuff? Is that an, as a shave for you? Yeah, it seems all the, it seems actually pretty much the same. The flex hinge is maybe a little bit more flexy, but um, you know that's about it. It's it's actually really close to the same performance, um, if not a little bit better. So yeah, it's you can tell a slight difference when you're using it um, in in a good way. Excellent stuff. Harry's starter set is a fantastic deal. For just $15, you get a weighted razor handle, moisturizing shave cream, and three precision-engineered five-blade cartridges and a travel cover, too. But how about getting this for $10? Well, go to harrys.com, and you'll get $5 off if you use the coupon code PENADDICT with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, coupon code PENADDICT, to check out for a special $5 off. Thank you so much to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. So, Anna, <laughs> how Kronzy did you get last night? Did you get really Kronzy on us? I got Kronzy last night. I got Kronzy. We, we all got a bit Kronzy. Got a little Kronzy. So, the entire internet yesterday got in contact with me and Brad <laughs> to let us know about an Indiegogo project called Kronzy. And uh, I first saw this on The Verge's Circuit Breaker gadget blog. Um, and it links off to an Indiegogo page um, funding a product called the Kronzi. Uh, they are looking for $200,000 to help create the pen, which gives 16 million colors in your pocket. <coughs> they have a flexible funding goal, which means whatever money pledged, they will keep. Um, and currently, they are just a, just a hair under $11,000 raised. Let me tell you what the Kronzi does. And dear listener, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you can kind of try and maybe think that this sounds a little bit similar to you. So the Kronzi is a, a pen. It's a, an incredible pen that has a scanner built into one end of it. And you are able to scan any color. Um, that you come across in the real world. <laughs> and the magical ink inside of the Kronzi will automatically mix on the fly and change the ink that comes out of the tip of the pen to the color that you have scanned. Now, 
Dear listeners, if you have been listening to this show for, for some time, you will know that this sounds almost exactly like our old friend, the Scribble Pen. For anyone who's not been listening to it, I'll find a couple of episodes that talk about the Scribble Pen uh, on this show, and I'll put them in the show notes. But the Scribble Pen was a Kickstarter project that did just this. Um, and after some complaints and some investigation, Kickstarter asked the Scribble folk to provide a video that actually showed a working prototype, which they could not do to the satisfaction of Kickstarter. It was then kicked off. I think they maybe launched on Indiegogo. Indiegogo shut them down, and then they did some funding on their own, and it mainly went away. Um, But now we have another product that is here um, that I guess is different. So that's the big question, right? So it's identical in idea and functionality and theory and they've gone a little this is like if the scribble pen took a year off to refine their scam further and make it even better this is what they would come up with right so this is way nicer all the way around than the scribble pen in everything that they've done up until this point would you agree with that statement i'm putting air quotes around better Yes, relatively better. They've they've refined, and, and I'm not saying that this is the Scribble people, and I am saying that the Scribble pen was a scam. I'm not saying the Cron Z is a scam yet, but this is just creepy. This is like, it makes me ill. It's, especially when I see something on The Verge. I tweeted The Verge uh, writer, um, one of the links of the Scribble recap, um, you know, on why it was so bad and she she didn't respond to me but that's so okay. my feeling about this is it's a shame that it's there but how are they to know we were all taken in by the scribble right to an extent mm. to an okay. extent i mean we okay. we, ha- we had lots of questions about the feasibility of it but i don't think that we immediately called it a scam we just had lots of questions sure right? yeah well, that's fair that's fair and the video that was on the verge addressed a lot of the questions that have been asked, like what happens when you switch colors? And they showed, yes, there is a transition period where, you know, when you switch from a reddish color to a bluish color, you're going to get some sort of purple happening, you know? So it's, I mean, it's all the things that we assumed were going to happen. Like it doesn't immediately, you know, clean out, the the barrel i mean it's Mm. the same thing that happens if you just try to switch out ink cartridges in your pen like you're going to have a transition where the feed is going to have a different color in it and you're going to have the colors mixing you know so it's like and it's the kind of stuff that it's like if if these are the same people like all they had to do is say yeah at a certain point you're going to have to have a a piece of scratch paper you know where you're going to have to do a little bit of scribbling hence scribble pen to you know while the color mm. transitions like it's not I'm like it's not rocket science like when right. you switch colors you know it's not unlike cleaning a paintbrush or cleaning off you know cleaning out your nib on a fountain pen like when you change colors you have to clean it out like yeah so one of the one of the comments in in the uh, reddit thread that's following this um we'll put a link in the show notes or because I can't say it because Michael uh, have to edit out the name of the uh, the Reddit um, group that it's in. But um, they pointed out in the video that they tested 
all the colors that didn't require color switching. So I thought that was like an immediate red flag. I mean, there's there's just so much, you know, these people like. What the, do you mean, the, Brad? So it's a CMYK color cartridge, right? In the um, in the barrel, and they didn't switch to one of the colors. I, I'm not looking at it right now, but one of the colors. Yeah, I noticed was not that a, too. One of the colors was not a stock solid color that it was like a purple to, or something. Yeah, that would actually have to do the mix of like the the pink and the blue, right, to make okay. the purple. It did not do that. It did non-mixing color tests. If that makes sense. Yeah, there was some. There was something weird. Like they had four color swatches across the back of the display mm-hmm. that they were using to test, and they did three out of the four. And I wondered why they didn't do the fourth. And yep. I didn't know if they felt like the video. Like my instinct was like, "Did you think the video was too long?" And I'm like, at this point, it's six minutes of watching you mix colors. So like, <laughs> why not go for eight minutes and just show yeah. us the last color? And then I was like, could they not get the color to mix properly? Like. So. At this point, if you're asking for $100,000 or $200,000, like, I'm willing to watch another two minutes of video if you want my money. <laughs> right. And the kicker with this, and Mike put it in the show notes, that it is under Indiegogo, they have a um, they have an funding. option called flexible funding. So they're going to get, if someone pledged $1 or they hit their $200,000 goal, goal, they're getting whatever amount of money that is sent to them uh for backing so if you back this and they don't hit two hundred thousand dollars your money's still going to this so your money's spent if you back this project so so here are some of the things that i don't like about this and raise some red flags for me uh the app looks the same Mm -hmm. it's very very similar in design very similar in design um the demo video the initial demo video very similar in execution uh, mm-hmm. The prototype video that you guys are referencing, I thought was terrible. Um, I there are visible cuts in places, uh, especially towards the end, which is very peculiar. And the whole way that the guy is holding the pen is unnatural. The movements that he's making whilst holding the pen and changing the colors. They're so unnatural that it feels like something untoward is going on. Something is being hidden or like there's Mm. some kind of sleight of hand if it is all one shot. Like when he's changing the colors and he like wiggles his hand down the pen. Like it all just looks very strange. And Mm. and when I see something like that, I think there is a reason you're doing this. What is the reason that you're doing this? Because just to my mind, it doesn't make sense. Like he holds the pen so peculiarly no that's just something i don't like about it but the thing that i find really super weird about this if either of you watch the about cronzy video that's on the page it's maybe about a third of the way down Mm -mm. there is a video called about cronzy where they kind of talk about the company and there is a voiceover um well, there's, there's not a voiceover. There's the guy, he, uh, John, the electronic hardware. Oh, no, Alex, the CEO. It's Alex, mm. the CEO of Cronzy. And he's talking, and there's clearly a voiceover. So his voice is being overdubbed. And you can see he's mounting along to it, but it's it's not perfect. <laughs> and whenever the word Cronzy is said, he is mouthing a different word. Nice. Not Cronzy. So we just need someone who's, who is a, a good lip reader to tell us what they were actually saying. Yes. 
I would be very interested if somebody can work it out. Uh, mm. It's very strange. I'll put a link in the chat room if people want to go and verify that it looks like he's not saying Cronzy to me. But every time he's that you hear the word Cronzy, his mouth is saying something different. <laughs> now, I'm sensitive to these kinds of things because uh, I found like, I, you know, if I watch a TV show, I can tell when something's being overdubbed and stuff like that. And I think it's because I work so much with audio. Um, but it's clearly overdubbed, which is fine if maybe they shot the video and the audio differently and they had some audio problems. They didn't want to shoot the video again. Sure. So they just kind of re-recorded it. But he's clearly not saying Cronzy. He's saying something else. And if they have changed the name of the company during this process, I feel like maybe they should have reshot the video. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's So this is the thing. I am not sure and I'm not convinced that this is Scribble. But what I do think is that this is a company influenced by Scribble, and they're doing one of two things. They are scamming, or they are building something which will not work. Right. But it's going to cost you $150 to find out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And they maybe know it won't work. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm with you. I mean, I'm more on the the second aspect of this. I think it's... uh... It's an it's another attempt, and um, I'm just you know it's a ten foot pole, man. Just get this thing away from me. There's no way that this is going to work or be worth the money. There's no, just no way. Uh, or if if you even see a product, right? I mean, this money's gone if you if you put it here. Yeah, you know, I, listeners of this yeah. show, listeners of this show are, are are smart enough to to not do that. But when you see this thing hit two hundred grand, uh, it's it just it hurts to see that happen you know so the only thing that's filling me with some kind of optimism here is it's already been posted to the verge like the single biggest gadget blog in technology today and they've only got to 11 grand right so my hope would be that it's not gonna bubble the way the scribble did because the scribble made a lot of money right oh a couple hundred thousand yeah Yeah, but they they, they didn't get it yeah so cronzy could have done that if cronzy was first yes so now Cronzy has to fight the the Scribble Press, yeah, hundred percent negative. So and it's us. <laughs> I'd I'd just like to see you know somebody raise two hundred thousand dollars to donate real pens to kids in schools who need pens and materials yeah. to learn. Like I just don't I I just feel like this is. I appreciate people making an effort to improve technology and try to create something unique, but I feel like this is a place where right now in the marketplace, there really isn't a need for this kind of tool. And it's frankly, it's because it would never actually be that good. And yeah, and I completely agree. And it's like for asking for so much money for something that really technologically isn't, it's not suited for what you need it to do to fit in, you know, the size that you need it. Like, could we not do something better with that kind of (laughs) money and the kind of effort people are putting behind this, you know, to get people writing, children writing, like drawing, like, please, can we do something else with (laughs) $200,000? That would be nice. That would be nice. So anyway, so unfortunately, we'll probably have to talk about this again at some point. It always seems to work out that way when I don't want to talk about this junk. 
but you know i it, it's it's a little bit interesting just to see the the train wreck but um not that much that i really want to talk about it all the time just because i'm just kind of over it kind of like where we are with the scribble um but <laughs> it's 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 the cockroach of the pin world man this thing is just never gonna die it'll uh it'll survive the armageddon and uh you know, the first thing that'll pop back up is, hey, do you want to buy a pen that has put 60 million colors in your pocket? So, I mean, sure. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. This is the problem. Yeah. So I'm going to get 16 million colors at the Washington, D.C. Fountain Pen Super Show, Michael. Because that's, <laughs> that's what we're here to talk about and all the colors I'm going to put in my pocket at that show. So that's what I want to talk about the rest of this show. What do you think? I think that's great. Why don't you uh, tee up the, the Washington, D.C. Pen Super Show and then uh, we can go into a little bit more detail in a moment about what each day is going to be like for anybody that's going to be attending. Yeah, so it's here. It's uh, technically doesn't start till Friday, but um, it's uh, most a lot of people travel in on Thursday to get a head start, and there's some things going on. So it's the biggest fountain pen show in the world. There's the self-proclaimed. I don't know that's an that that's an auditable statement, but it's the self self-proclaimed uh, world's largest fountain pen show and it's going to be awesome and Anna and I are going to be there working for Venice Pens with Father Kyle and we're going to be joined by Mr. Carey Fountain Pen Day hopefully adjacent to us um in in the room in the atrium slash sauna that uh is the uh the atrium but um if you've never been to this show it's really quite amazing and it's worth the trip and it's worth the travels. And even if I wasn't working or doing anything, I would try to go to this show just because it's so cool. You get to meet so many people that you talk to online. You get to see so many things that maybe even your local pen show doesn't um, doesn't have. So I wanted to get Anna on to at least uh, talk about that and talk about you know what the weekend has in store for us. So uh, so let's let's do that right after we talk about our good friends from Squarespace. If you want to start a website, Squarespace should be the place that you go. It is the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, online store, site for their business. No matter what it is, Squarespace have got you covered. Start building your own website today at squarespace.com and use the offer code INC, INK at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you because if it's worth the effort... So sharing with the world and you will be sharing with the world with the best tools and those beautiful design right behind you. Squarespace have state of the art technology to ensure security and stability and to keep your site up and running. This is why they are trusted by millions of people around the world. They have beautiful site templates that you can build on that you that all feature responsive design to make sure that your site looks great on all, all sizes of device. And they have a drag and drop interface and uh, so you're able to create something that looks fantastic regardless of your skill level with no coding or website building experience required they have fantastic cover page functionality so if you want to build a great looking single page website you can do that but they can go really deep too if you want to build a store to your website you can do that if you're a musician and you want to put your music on your site for people to listen to you can do that if you want to start a podcast you can use squarespace no matter what it is you want to put on the web squarespace can help you and they have 24 7 support talking about help if you need it they're going to be there for you. If you sign up for a year, you'll also get a free domain name to give the new uh, yet new home of yours a fantastic 
name. Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month, and you can sign up today for a free trial with no credit card required, and you'll be able to start building your own website straight away. Go to squarespace.com to do that, and then when you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code INC, I-N-K, at checkout. This will get you 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the pen addict. Thank you to Squarespace for their long-time support of this show, and of course, Real AFM as well. Awesome. All right, Anna. So what is your perception of this show hearing us talk about it? Seeing that, you know, I'm super experienced now. I've been one entire year, right? So apparently, (laughs) you know, I've got like a ton of experience with this show. But never having been, what are your thoughts going to the world's largest fountain pen show? Um, I'm going to be working really hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much, that's very accurate. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, people keep asking me like, you're you're going like at work they're like you're going on vacation and i'm like well by vacation i'm gonna go shill ink for four days so it's my own interpretation of vacation (laughs) (laughs) but it's actually a good vacation even though like we will be it's a workcation yeah yes friday and saturday Anna and i are just gonna be working our tails off there's like it's kind of crazy that way but um there is some calmness like thursday is a great day to come in because you can kind of get you just, just kind of get the feel and just the hanging out. And there's so many people there already on Thursday. You'll see all kinds of vendors with stuff out on their tables um, on Thursday. I probably won't get to the hotel um, until probably right as everybody's sort of closing up. Because I don't get in until about, um, my flight doesn't land until about 3.30. So I probably won't actually get to the hotel until about 5. Yeah. So everybody will be kind of closing up shop. Yeah. by about that point. But I'll be just in time for happy hour. That's exactly right. And that's what'll be awesome about Thursday. You can just come and mingle. Um, you know, I, by the time I get there, I don't land till two o'clock, so I'm not really that much ahead of you. So the, everyone will be kind of packing up. Um, are you are you flying into um, Reagan or into... Dulles. Um, Dulles. Yeah, I'm flying into Reagan. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm freaking Lisa out because I'm like, I'm taking public transport. And she's like super <laughs> nervous for me. And I'm like... I'm like, it's fine. It's two trains. I'm a city kid by birth, so I'll, I'll work it out. You can handle it. Um, speaking uh, speaking of Lisa, uh, her and uh, our, our working compatriots, uh, Cassie and Father Kyle, are apparently in the car driving today, and we're going to try to listen in to, to us. Uh, so, hey, everybody. Uh, hope to see you uh, safe and sound there tomorrow afternoon. So um, it'll, uh, it'll be fun. I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's... I still don't think even as much work as I put into the Atlanta pen show, I don't think I've ever been as exhausted as I was with DC last year. Like I was destroyed like every night, but I also closed down the bar every night there. So, you know, going to bed at 1am and getting back up at seven to start working at eight, you know, I, I kind of did it to myself. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'm, you may not see me closing down the bar every night, um, this weekend. Oh, father Kyle's in. Are you listening? So we'll Yay. have to see if somehow they're, they've managed the, the chat room on, on the drive. So they're somewhere in middle Tennessee, uh, supposedly today. So don't chat and drive. <laughs> He's not driving. Maybe not right now anyway. Yeah. But, uh, well, middle, uh, middle Tennessee, I went to UT Knoxville. So wave on the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I was in, uh, I was in Franklin over the weekend. So, uh, they are, they are making their way. So, um, that's going to be awesome. I, I, I can't wait to get there. It's, 
besides Atlanta, this is definitely the most fun I've had at a pin show just because of the people. Like everyone makes the time to go to DC. So any vendor that you were hoping to ever see at a pin show, they're going to be there, you know, for the most part. Um, And any of your friends online, um, a lot of them are going to be there. So it's, it's just a legitimately cool show. Um, I barely left the hotel other than to eat. Like it's super convenient. Like all the food places are like right outside the door. So they just, uh, yeah. it's, it's a good location, even though it's, you know, theoretically not in DC, right? It's not technically, I should say, um, it's in Tyson's corner, Maryland, but it's a good event. And, you know, I just, I, I can't wait to get there. Like, I'm really, really excited. I know how much work it's going to be. I know how tired I'm going to be. I know much, how much I have to do, but that's cool. That's like, I'm up for that. Right. You know, that's why I'm going, I, I'm up for doing that. And it's, it's just great to see. Yep. I'm super excited. Um, people who've run into me at um, Atlanta and in Chicago, I was noted for having some pencils to sort of soften the pen blow. I'm, I'm planning. I, I had a plan. I was going to um, bring uh, not magic pencils this mm-hmm. time, but, but in the theme of DC, I was bringing um, red, blue pencils. Oh, nice. I ordered, you know, nonpartisan red and blue. There you um, go. I ordered I ordered three boxes and only one of them showed up. <laughs> so I'm so pissed. Um, so get that on early. Yeah, so I don't have very many. I'm going to actually run by um, Maker Goods, my friend's shop here in um, Kansas City. And I know she sells them and see if I can get a couple boxes from her. I'll see how many she has um, or if she's open today. Um, cool. See if I can scrounge up a couple more boxes. But, yeah, so yeah. quick note from our friends in the chat room. It is actually in Virginia, not Maryland. So get it get it right, Brad. It's a, it's an interesting area <laughs> right there um, of of the map. So um, it's, it's not far from D.C. I know a bunch of people are going into D.C. to see the sites and things like that before the show. Some people take Saturday off of the pin show that are there all week to go into D.C. Uh, proper to do some tours and stuff because the Saturday pin show is madness, um, legit madness. But, um, you know, Friday is not bad if you're like, if you, you have to buy the trader's pass to get in Friday. So that's like a $45 ticket for Friday. It's kind of worth it. Um, it's all Friday, Saturday and Sunday pass. If you're going to be there, Friday is kind of the best day to shop because everyone's there and set up and you don't have the total mob scene of the public, which like every year we take pictures of the line to get in on Saturday at like 9am. It's out the door, down around the end of the hotel, down around the street. It's kind of crazy. So, so it's Saturday. like it's like Saturday San Diego Comic Con crazy. Yes, yes, that would definitely be um, definitely be a thing. And then Sunday is not too bad. Like it's just kind of steady. It's like you can actually breathe on Sunday a little bit, um, even though you're selling and working hard and doing doing cool stuff. Um, it's it's manageable. Um, Saturday's a little bit nuts. It'll like You'll start, then you'll be, oh my God, it's lunchtime, and then it'll be five o'clock. So, and each day, at least Friday and Saturday, have cool things to do, like at the hotel after show stuff. Like um, the show promoter has like a wine and cheese hour at six o'clock on Friday. (laughs) At seven (laughs) o'clock, yeah, I I think I missed that last year. I I went for, I I was too busy um, last year. But Friday night, it's the party you want to be at. It's Carrie's fountain pen day party from seven to nine. 
Um, there's going to be. And you need the Friday pass in order to get into the party, right? Uh, to our to the Fountain Pen Day party, no. Mm-hmm. Anyone okay. can anyone can go Friday night. Um, you know, there's not really going to be food or drink. I think we're going to get some like uh some dessert stuff, you know, some snacks and things like that. But there'll be plenty of beer at the bar that you should definitely bring in. Hopefully, the air conditioner uh, will work if we're in the same room as we were last year. But uh, Carrie's doing. I, I I'm putting Carrie on the spot here. He's yelling at me in the chat room. It's our party. It's our party. But uh, I, I like to uh, I like to mess with Carrie. Um, but we we have a bunch of stuff planned for giveaways, and it's really just a meetup. You know, bring your pens, bring your paper, come hang out with people that maybe you didn't get to see during the day, or if you just got into town, you know, come in and see and hang out. It's really that's all we're going to be doing, just uh, chilling and hanging with uh, like minded folks and giving a bunch of stuff away um stacks of stuff so you want to be there just yep. for that just for i've that. got some stuff for the giveaway too sweet sweet and uh i've got i i actually packed yesterday um like all my clothes because i needed to see if i needed to do laundry because i just returned from another trip so today is the pack everything else day and so i need to go pack all the uh the goodies i'm gonna be giving away and uh lisa van s is bringing a bunch of stuff for us to give away so it's gonna be very cool and then, um, like I said, Saturday is the nuts day. It's like just, it's it's pretty much as crazy as you think it could be. You know, it's um, just a lot of people, uh, a, lot of, a lot of ink slinging. We'll be slinging all the ink. Uh, Anna, you already have your name on a few bottles of the Califolio Andronople. Um, no, I got I got my bottle of Andronople at the last show. You're set, but we'll, we'll be pimping that one hard, though. Absolutely. And I do have my uh, Sailor Pink Love loaded with Andronople if anyone wants to try it out. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, that, that's the way to go. And, um, you know, there's another, uh, you know, I think there's a Kenro event that night, Saturday night. Uh, I don't know what the the deal is totally with that one. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of the coolest hangout shows um, that I've been to in, in the show After Hours. It's just a really good bar setup area. Lots of big chairs, lots of big tables. Um, I pretty much spent, if I wasn't um, working for Lisa or at the water cooler because it was hot and I had to drink, I was drinking, making sure I was drinking enough water all day um, because I was dying of thirst. Um, I was pretty much at the bar. That's probably the reason why I was dying of thirst every day, huh? So it's, um, it's fun. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Like I was nervous a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, this is going to be crazy. It's going to be busy. But right now I'm just, it's time to go and I'm ready to be there. And tomorrow's the day. Absolutely. And if, if you're not like us and working through the whole show, I did see that there's um, several classes available. So I think if you get there early enough, you can sign up. There's probably still spaces available for um, like calligraphy classes and that kind of thing that uh, like Deborah Basil and um, I forget who else is teaching. There's some other I think I don't know if Michael Saul is teaching one, but uh, they're listed on the website. Yeah, I, th- I want to say he is, but I, yeah, I'm not sure either. So there, they are up on the website. Um, you know, pending your ability to navigate it. If anything, you can ask when you get there what classes are available and what still has spaces. Yeah. So, Mike, when do you arrive? <laughs> I'll That's why that we as, don't hear him. We don't hear him. He's already on the plane. He's he's taken off for the airport. I'll take that as uh, I get in Friday afternoon. So no, I have nothing Mike, for one you, Dowdy. One year we're gonna get you. One year we're gonna get you there. I can feel it. I, I have a plan actually that I'm gonna talk to you about after the show. 
Okay, cool. We will work on that. I would like the plan. Mm-hmm. I like the plan already. I'm yeah. I fully support it, whatever it is. <laughs> and bring your Definitely. lovely fiance. I would like to meet her. Yes. Uh, that's that's a whole other plan. That's a bigger plan. Yeah, that's like a crazy plan. We actually had planned to talk more about that in the Ask TPA section, but we're not even going to get to that today. Like, we're... uh, Maybe next week, probably. Yeah. Next week. um, Yeah. Next week, we have a a double recording, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll record two episodes. We'll do some DC recap next week. We'll do uh, a, a whole show of Ask TPA, so we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about next week. Anything else we need to talk about the pen show, uh, Anna, for this weekend? I can't think of anything. Definitely follow us on the on the Instagrams. I'm sure there'll be lots of pictures. Yeah, I'm super excited to meet uh, tons of people, and I've got stuff waiting for me when I get there. Are you gonna? Are you looking for, to buy anything? I don't. I am not. I I still want to try out the Visconti Homo Sapien Steel Age. That one's kind of always been on my radar. I think some people um, that are coming to the show will have those. So I want to. I want to test those out just to kind of see what I think, see if I want to want to make a purchase. I have nothing that I'm desperately looking for. Um, I'll be looking to see if there's any vintage pilot stuff. Um, it looks like, um, you know, most of the, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'm like really specifically looking for and there's not, which is good. You know, that's kind of how I've been doing the pin shows recently, just kind of see, you know, what I, what I fall into. And um, it's usually some pretty good stuff, but I definitely don't have a list. How about you? No, I don't really have a list. Um, Tom from gold spot pens is bringing me, I, I did a, um, an ask the desk post a couple of weeks ago about um, some like cross century pens. And so now I have a cross century pen addiction, Darn <laughs> it, I'm my, my own worst enabler um so he's bringing me a cross um one of the cross century twos and he's engraving it for me so i'm all excited about getting it it's gonna nice. be engraved with a well-appointed desk so uh, it's like it's like i'm i'm like a little kid i'm like yay <laughs> <laughs> so he's bringing That's that great. to me um he um also does the um ink journals mm-hmm. so gonna finally get to meet him in person so that'll be fun cool. yeah i look forward to that and uh yeah it's all about the people it, it's the way to go. So uh, I, I can't wait. See all our, see all our friends. Yep. All right. Take us away, Mike. We have places to go, people to see, ink to sling. Suitcases to pack. We're going to try <laughs> to fit you in our suitcase, Mike. Okay, great. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, if you want to find show notes for this week's episode, you want to head on over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 216. If you want to find Brad online, he is at Brad. What are you at? Dowdyism. That's I'm it. At, hey, I got the blue check mark. Woohoo! It means oh, nothing. Oh, did now. you? <laughs> yeah. On oh, you, on oh, you, fancy. Yeah. So you can fancy go to check marks at Dowdyism. At Dowdyism to find all of your check marks. Uh, if you're looking for them, D O W D Y I S M. You can also find Brad at penaddict.com and knock.co, and he is uh, penaddict. On Instagram, if you want to find Anna online, the places you can do that, you can go to wellappointeddesk.com. Uh, Anna is on Twitter. She is wellappttdesk on Twitter and the same on Instagram as well. If you want to find her there, you can go and do that. I recommend following both of them on Instagram for uh, Washington, D.C. pen show-related stuff. And Hashtag am, DC Pin Show 2016. There you go. And I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thank you so much for listening. 
to this week's episode of the show. Thanks again to Harry's Squarespace and, of course, the fine folk over at Pen Chalet for sponsoring this week's show. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, Goodbye, guys.